All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 151 of The Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering, news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Mots, uh, not a ton to catch up on here because we, we had our recap show early in the week, but we wanted to to get into this interview with Jack Rathbone. Uh, you know, we, we, we had him on right around training camp time. Just a great kid, uh, great story. Obviously, a lot of uh, information we touched on in, in his interview, right? He, and, and since we've recorded, uh, you know, he's recently been traded over to the Pittsburgh organization. He's down in Wilkes-Barre right now. And I think he's going to get a real opportunity there to potentially be a, um, you know, an, an NHL regular once he kind of earns his stripes a little bit there in, in, in the Penguins organization. Yeah, I, I mean, I think when you do get traded, you know, sometimes it's it's difficult, right? You get, mm-hmm. you get traded, uh, you know, you think you're going you know, to be with a club, you're really pushing to make that top club. Uh, but also it says that another organization values you and, you know, gives you a, you know, a fresh start for a new opportunity. And so the Penguins um, acquired Rathbone and Carell Plastic from Vancouver for exchange uh, for Mark Friedman and Ty Glover. So, again, that Pittsburgh Penguins organization, they really do like to find guys that need you know, a chance. And yep. Ryan Shea is a prime example of that. He's playing well and he's in the lineup. And Jack Rathbone has, you know, NHL capabilities. He just needs to get that opportunity. And when we talked about, you know, opportunity and preparation coming together, like the, the, he's going to get some chances uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins this year for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I don't want to ruin the interview, but just some of the different things we talked about, right? His father, obviously, Jason, was a, a player at BC, great guy, great family friend, um, you know, is, is, is close with a few of my uncles and my dad and everything. So it just like comes from really good roots. Uh, family means so much to him and uh, it's just a, a, a good kid. So you really wish nothing but the best for for a guy like this. And I think everybody will really enjoy the interview. Yeah. Now let's, uh, without any further ado, Jack Rathbone. This interview was brought to you by Franklin Sports, the official street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Check out their line of official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com today. Always work on your game. Get those training tools. Check out franklinsports.com. This interview is also brought to you by TSR Hockey, located up in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, where you can stock up on all your equipment needs. TSR has all your team apparel, CCM, Bauer, you name it. Everything is done in-house. All the embroidering, all the printing. You can reach the team store, 603-912-5970, and, uh, and talk to Micah Dave up there. They'll hook you up. 
We also have a new product launch for some Christmas gifts we're, we're putting out there. We'll be posting with the TSR guys online. So make sure you find that on the social media channels. And, uh, you'll, you know, you can get kill bir- two birds with the one stone. You get TSR swag, right, with Rink Shrink's logo. They got unbelievable stuff that we're going to be putting out, you know, from baseball hats, stocking hats, swag, you name it, right? They, they, they have everything. And the guys at TSR, they, they helped us design everything. You, know, you can use their website as well, tsrhockey.com. And we all know that TSR Hockey is New England's premier hockey store. Yeah, you got to make sure you get that swag. It's hockey uh, weather, hockey season now. Get a nice uh, toque, as they say. You know, yeah. nice they have. layer up. Yeah, layer it up, sweatshirt, baseball hat, whatever you need. Make sure you take, check out tsrhockey.com. All right, and our next guest on the Rink Shrinks podcast was drafted 95th overall in the 2017 draft by the Vancouver Canucks. He's played in 28 NHL games. He's a former stud at Harvard University and a Boston native. Welcome to the Rink Shrinks podcast, Jack Rathbone. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this is great. We appreciate you coming on, taking the time. I know you're uh, ramping up, ready to get out to Vancouver for training camp. So this is a good time to catch you. But um, how's everything going? How's the training this uh, this off season? How you feeling? It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, I think it's kind of the dog days right now. I think everyone's pretty ready to get going. It's been it's been a good summer. Been a long summer. Um, trying to soak up the last few days and then ship out. That's great. That's great. Yeah, we usually like start at the beginning here, but we're we're so close to training camp. Uh, can you explain to our young listeners like what things will look like for you uh, in the next coming weeks here, right? Like shipping off, training camp, like well, how it all goes down now that you have, you know, what's this number four for you? This will be four. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, I mean, I was honestly, I'm still pretty new to it just because my first year was COVID year. So we didn't even have one. We had like the mini camp and then, that was um, fun. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, but it was good. We all, I'll ship my car. It's a little different. I'll ship my car out to Seattle and drive it up. Um, guys kind of funnel in right around, uh, the fifth, sixth. Um, and then we'll start skating right away. Start, start skating and training. And then camp opens up the 20th. Um, It'll be fun. We're actually we're going to Victoria Island this year for our sick so we'll, yeah, place. Yeah, I can't wait. I've never been, so it's I'm fired up. It'll be, um, but we'll. I think camp the first day is all like medicals and headshots, and you get in whatever you need to all the logistics stuff, and then that night we'll fly, and then we'll spend the 21st to the 24th in Victoria Island, and then. We're back because I think exhibition games start right up on like the 25th. So where you get right into it, which is nice. And anyone will tell you they'd rather do that than, than uh, keep skating. So Exactly. Yeah. The, the last uh, time coaches have to, you know, kind of bag you and, uh, you know, make sure that you you did your work in the off season, you know, the, the better. So just drop the puck and, and then they can make their evaluations from there. Uh, it was always the best because – Back in the day, it was like two weeks of training camp. That was like, you know, a that's lot of practice. None of you guys were in shape, Mots. Like yeah, well, that's what they shape. used you know, it for, right? They used it to get in shape. These guys yeah. are all now. They're all they're all specimens. Yeah, no, no, uh, no more like just you know going back to the farm and bailing hay to get in shape, and then using training camp to get back into shape, but uh, skating shape. But um, 
as far as like where you feel like you're at, you know, because like you know you've you've played 28 games and you know just we talk about self evaluation on this podcast, you know, like as younger players and you know you're going through it right now at the pro level. How do you feel? You, you know, your game is is at right now, and you know there's there's times where you might have to like say customize not so much customize but like change your game a little bit just to just to get your foot in the door and then you can let your skill sets take over so can you i just want to hear it from you and, yeah. and see where you where you're at yeah no it's uh i mean i think I, I think the name of the game is you want to fill a role for someone and um you want to be needed um i think that's that's something i think i think as i've progressed the first three or four years pro i think you start to become a lot more self-aware i think you can uh, start to kind of drink the Kool-Aid a little early on in your career. You're like, okay, I start getting a paycheck and then you, you start to realize how hard it is to stick. I think mm -hmm. pro hockey, I think you start to learn how much uh, consistency plays a part long season. So, um, I mean, coming out of college, only playing two games a week, you can kind of, you, you, I think you just show up Friday, Saturday, and then you take four or five days off of practice and, um, I just how dialed in you have to be day to day. Um, and that's something that I learned pretty quick. And then obviously it's, I think it's a pretty big year for myself just personally. I think it's uh, outside of it being a contract year. I think you, you try and the goal is to play in the NHL. So, um, that's, uh, that's what you train all off season for. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's, stuff, great. that's great answer. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Max. I mean, I, I, I just think, you know, I've watched you play. I saw you at Harvard and, you know, kind of follow you throughout, you know, kind of your early uh, time in the minors and getting – you pretty much made the team every year, you know. You know, you, you're right there on the cusp. And I lived it myself, and it's very difficult. And what I always say is preparation and opportunity come together. So, you, you know, you're not reserving yourself to not being an NHLer, right? So you're going to get an opportunity. You're going to take advantage of it and – one of the things that helped me was that simple play at the, the highest level, it's easy for you, right? It's like, all right, I want to do something more to make an impression, right? So, I mean, this is just my advice. You see it, you make it. And then those other bigger plays or those more dynamic plays will, will uh, open up and you can execute those. But your skill set is, you know, your skating is an elite level skater. You know, be the third or fourth player in the rush, but always understand like that you you are a defenseman, and that's the one thing that you know. Sometimes, like I talk to kids about being an offensive defenseman, but you still have to defend. You know, and and, and use your head, use your feet, use your skill sets to to uh, do it to the best of your ability. But that simple play, collect if you're on the offside, collect quicker, bump, bump. You know, moving pucks and then joining and using your feet it just kind of eliminates some of those kind of like hiccups, the big hiccups where coaches will always kind of like sit you down or send you down if, if you're making those uh, as a younger player. So it's just my ring shrink advice yeah. because I lived it. We were very, you know, not like similar players, but you just like, uh, you want to add value and be an impact player almost every shifts when you're trying to make it. Right. So yeah. just no, my, 100%. yeah, Maybe. It's I, no, I've been hearing it from from Jason Rathbone my whole life. So it's uh, <laughs> no, but it, like you, I, I mean, you also you make 
a lot of money making five foot passes. Like I think I, I learned that pretty quick. Um, you, you come out of college, there's there's only so many first power play guys in the National Hockey League, and I think you learn that um, real quick. And you you got to find a way to round out your game so that you can be trustworthy. And um, I think once you're trustworthy, you got your foot in the door, but you kind of want to you want to break that door down with, I mean, being being relied on in all situations. So. I think that's obviously it's something that I've been working on the last few years. Good. That's awesome. Well, that's great stuff. And obviously we're pulling for you. Um, but bring us back to the beginning, like we talked about and, and you just hit on it, but obviously your father, Jason, uh, you know, was a great player, played at Boston college. Uh, you know, how they, that BC didn't win that recruiting battle. We will, Mott's were going to have to bring that up with the, uh, the board there, but yeah, <laughs> You know, take us to the to the beginning stages. Like, when did you uh, fall the game to it? Uh, you know, being a Boston kid whose dad played at BC, you, clearly you had no other option. But what was it like, and what were your first memories? Yeah, no, I honestly, like, you kind of, I, I didn't really have a choice. Um, but I grew up, I grew up playing for my dad. I was lucky enough that um, to learn from someone like that. Um, grew up going to BC games, um, obviously pretty easy to become a Bruins fan um, with, with all those guys and how good they were back then. Uh, just the sports town in general that it was, I think I, I kind of had an outlet to be interested in a whole bunch of, bunch of things, whether it was baseball or, or hockey, um, two of the sports I played, but uh, played for the South Shore Kings growing up. And then South Shore Kings took me to U14, played for a split season for the Cape Cod Whalers. My dad and Tony Monty coached, Played that up until U18, um, would split that in Dexter, and then played for Danny Donato at Dexter and went on to Teddy at Harvard for uh, for two years. You got your fill of Donatos, that's for sure. Yeah, the, the Donato, <laughs> Donato law firm right there. That's, <laughs> but no, it's, I, I loved playing for them both. Um, both huge. I can't thank them enough for, for what they did for me. And um, I've been tight with their whole family kind of, um, since we were young, I went to school with Ryan, Jack, and Nolan. So, yeah, and you got Danny on the baseball side as well. I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you couldn't uh, escape him at, in high school. It's, exactly. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. I escaped him a little bit. Played for the golf team for a few years. So, was, <laughs> but... oh, that's, that's great. great. Any uh, any good dad stories? Uh, as you know, he's a, a a great hockey mind, and you know, taught you a lot. I'm I'm guessing throughout your development coming through as a, a young player but uh i know your dad you know you know very well and i just uh you know know that he he can turn it on a little bit right and i would love to uh just hear a couple stories about maybe not car rides or what j- just something that sticks out to you well yeah. we do get a lot of questions too like as the father son dynamic coaching right like mots and i do it and some people you hear some serious negative stories and others are, are more positive. So it, it is interesting to hear uh, what you have to say about it. Yeah, it was, uh, no, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think he was, um, I think he, he made it pretty clear early on just with, you know, the dynamic in the room. Um, I don't think I ever really called him dad. Um, that was one thing. And then I think he made it pretty clear that he was, he was going to be, he might, whether it was warranted or not, he might be a little bit harder on me, make, make an example out of me every now and again, but it was, it was out of love and the fact that he wanted me to become a better hockey player. And I, I really appreciate him for doing that now. I think at the time you, 
when he's when he's giving it to you a little bit, it's uh, you can kind of in one ear and out the other when when it's when it gets real bad. But he, uh, it, it was awesome playing for a guy, for someone like that. And I think when you're that young, you don't fully appreciate it. You know what what he had he had done. He played pro. He he'd done uh, he'd done a lot with the game. And I think it's it's cool for him to kind of be able to just sit back now and watch and hopefully uh hopefully make use of all the coaching that he that he did for me mac d was another coach wasn't he sorry mac Mac d yeah 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 Yeah, it was uh no we i mean our our south shore kings teams were good um growing up so it was it was fun i think uh got to play with some really good players that are that are playing still so it's cool yeah, no, that's that's great stuff. And being able to have that positive impact, I mean, I know I was lucky enough that in a similar situation like you, like my father coached me, coached my brother, and uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. Like those memories will stick out forever. And and now it's great even seeing my father at the rink, you know, watching his grandkids. Uh, it's fantastic. So it's great that that was a positive memory. And and we look for, you know, we we love hearing that stuff. Um, how about other sports? Like growing up, you know, I. I you know, my my cousin Billy's around your age. You guys grew up in that West Roxbury Park area, and you know he talked about you just being an athlete and being a, a kid that did it the right way. You were a phenomenal hockey player, but whether it was baseball or flag football, no matter what, like you were in the mix. Yeah, no, it was fun. We played. Uh, me and Smitty played honestly every sport together. We played baseball, um, flag football. That's just so your fathers could hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for big Smitty and big bones to stand there. Um, but it was awesome. It was fun. We played, tried to tried to play everything and tried to play it well. I don't know if, if we did that, but we had a blast doing it. Played uh Little League together, uh a little bit of lacrosse and um uh honestly it was some of the, I mean some of the best times I've ever had is summer baseball. I think that was uh growing up being able to put the, the stick down for a little bit and um play little league all the way up until you were 12 and then the big Williamsport run that everyone dreams about going to the League world series. I remember talking to buddies being like, what would you do to, to go to the League world series? And, um, I mean, what, I still watch it every, every year being like, what if, but no, it's, I, I think I appreciate my dad for doing that just cause I think the, I don't really, he, we went to a couple tournaments, whether it was, I think it was prospects in Toronto. And then we went to the Montreal meltdown was something that I remember specifically going to in the summer. But outside of that, I really only played in the charter cup, um, around here. And, uh, I really appreciate him for kind of being aware of that and letting me play other sports. And, um, I think it helps overall just kind of you, you keep being an athlete. I don't think kids need to be in the gym as early as they are. Um, but I think as long as you can play, play it. I, I honestly regret not playing baseball a little bit more growing up, but I, I also wouldn't change anything about the way I did it. Yeah, you, you talked about even playing golf for a little bit in high school as well. And yeah, and you know, we've, we've referenced this quite a bit. One of our guests was, um, the Minnesota Wilds uh, strength coach, and he's like, there's so much sport specific at an early age now, but you can go out in the backyard and be an athlete. You don't have to play on a team, per se. And um, But if, you know, you just kind of cross, it's not even cross-train, it's just just different skill sets. You're giving your body a break from the uh, from the rink and, you know, 
Brian Leach mentioned this, and I think even Ray Bork was like, you want to be excited when you get that bag over your shoulder again going into the rink, you know? Yeah. And yeah, like I uh I mean we were just talking about it, but like I always look forward to the Labor Day tournament because of it. You right. know. Um it's a big tournament around here. So I uh being able to hang up the cleats and um whether it was summer ball with buddies and then um I always look forward to it because you don't see all your all your hockey buddies too. I had different groups of friends, so um looking forward and that first day going to the rink was always something uh i uh i appreciated having baseball to to take a little bit of a break yeah and the other thing about baseball and this is we talk about is uh it's like the most individualistic team sport it's still a team sport but you're on an island when the ball gets hit to you you're you're on an island in in the box and you have to you know be able to process the game so hockey's like so fluid right game of mistakes and you have to be able to think on your feet and kind of understand, like you know, structurally, like what you want to what you want to do. But you you're able to process. So, like mentally, it's like another break, but you have to turn your brain on as well. So it's like I love I love the the dynamic dynamic between baseball and hockey. That's yeah. the one one thing yeah. that uh, is is really cool. If you cool. can get through the uh, you know the, the snowball the, fights, yeah, this the <laughs> when they're like seven eight. and eight. When you're seven and eight, and it's like a you know it, it might as well be a walkathon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The four or five hour games every yeah. night. Oh. Yeah, right. There's, there's, that is tough. But if you can, if you can fight that 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 itch and stay in it, it's it really is big. Yeah, really we is. like even like even that golf thing. Like I, in high school, we had, and there were eight guys on our golf team. Six of them played for the hockey team. So it was just like we, uh, Jack Donato, um, Nolan. We we had a good group playing there too so it was fun oh, that's how's great. the game it's okay it's okay i think uh played a lot this summer played a lot with uh guys around here so it's it's pretty easy to find a match with with all the guys that play hockey and golf around here in the summer yeah that's great who's winning the money what's the handicap at <laughs> i'm uh i think i'm like a three right now two or three Ooh. yeah it's uh I play a lot with uh, Jack Donato and Ryan, and then uh, a couple times with Hazy. Connor Garland plays a bunch. Hazy's easy money. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. He's uh, no, he's he. We played me, him, and uh, Henry Thrun, who's with uh, mm-hmm. San Jose. Yeah, he's yeah. a good player. Um, Aiden McDonough. I carried him the other night too in that in that game. You did. We carried me too. You're gonna take my shift on that line next year. But um, but no runner, and then we like you got a lot of guys with game in this area, so it's it's fun. There's uh, there's some good matches. That's great. That's great stuff. I love that. Uh, how about the the high school process going? Obviously, being a, a city kid, um, you know, like like I deal with with my kids. It's kind of the decision to to go somewhere, whether it's the Catholic school route or, or the privates. Um, but what was it like going to, to, to Dexter? How did you come into that decision? Yeah, I think it was, uh, I mean, I thought, I thought it was difficult. I live like a hundred yards from CM. So I, mm-hmm. uh, I grew up going to those football games and, um, being around that area. I had a bunch of buddies end up going in there and they had a really good hockey team growing up in the Catholic conference. So, um, and they played at a, they played at a roach a little bit, which is also right next to me. So, uh, I looked there and then BLS, um, yep. where Smitty went, you know, we, uh, 
looked there a little bit and then um dexter just I, I took a tour there one day and kind of fell in love with it and then i ended up going there seventh through 12th um played middle school hockey there um a little bit and then uh played freshman and senior year there for danny and mm-hmm. it was fun i think i, I was 130 pounds soaking wet going into my freshman year. I think it was nice. Just kids obviously have different roots now where, whether it's going and playing junior for two years, but um, staying for four was honestly probably one of the better decisions I've ever made. Being able to with, uh, they've funneled some money into that school too. So it's a beautiful campus now and great weight room. um, Awesome weight room, great facility. So I was able to kind of make use of those and probably put on some, some pounds that I, I definitely needed going into college hockey. Yeah, can you talk about so you got uh, drafted by Youngstown, correct? Yep. And I know like you're just kind of alluding to it about, you know, the different landscape, different paths, different um kind of avenues that players can make at that age, you know, junior junior year. Like I know, you know, you had an opportunity to go and play in the USHL. Can you talk about that decision-making process um, and if you just wanted to, like, stay with your buddies, see the, the, the high school kind of path through, and, you know, j- just kind of talk about that decision-making. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was – I think a lot of factors went into it. Obviously, being able to stay stay around my buddies and, you know, my parents made a pretty significant financial investment to put me in a school like that. So I was – I was the part of it was a loyalty thing where I wanted to – finish out get my diploma from there and then i my younger brother's diagnosed with autism so he was around that age was a um pretty malleable age for for a kid like that so i was timmy um, bones yeah exactly so he uh teddy bones is um probably my best friend so it was um being able to stick around for those years was pretty cool um i think him coming to the games and uh, and then on top of it, I, I thought it was, I talked with Teddy who I was going to end up playing for and, um, being able to play for his brother, Danny. I think he obviously was, he was at 95% of the games with his, his kids playing there too. So, um, long talks with him, um, and then my family and it's, uh, it's, you know, you always kind of think of what if, and you know, the different routes you can take. I, I visited Youngstown a little bit and loved my experience there too, but it was just, it kind of came down to wanting to stick around here. And I think what my game needed going into college was to kind of get bigger and stronger. And I think at that time, I think being able to maybe take use of or make use of a little bit more home cooking, um, <laughs> that was, uh, that probably helped too. So. Oh, that's great. I, I mean, I love that. And, and, and talking about your brother and the family dynamics, right? That loyalty to the program uh, and, and the commitment that your parents had made and being around for your family members and friends. I think that's uh, it, it's fin- fantastic. And it sends an unbelievable message of how things are done. And, you know, there was probably people saying at the time, like, oh, you know, if you listen to the to the outside world, like, I don't know if he's going to come in and he's going to play next year because he didn't go to the USHL. Like you hear all that stuff, but you guys, you know, trusted your own process. You, 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 you made the best decision for you and your family and having a dad that, that played and went through it and also having Teddy and, and, and Danny in your back, you know, in your, in your ear as well, I'm sure was very reassuring that like, no, you're doing the right thing. But like I said, it, it could very easily get caught up in like, oh, are we are we making a mistake here? Yeah, 
no, I, I mean, you can almost say that, you know, juniors is the norm now. I mean, I think, it, and it's not to say that it's the wrong thing. I think just, no, I, you're, it's such a young age. And I don't think anyone's the same. Like I, some kids hit puberty at 12. Some kids stop growing when they're 15. Like I was, I, I just, I looked like someone's little brother, like going <laughs> out to like, if I went out to juniors. So I think it, uh, I think honestly, I, at the time really like you said i appreciate you know having a dad that played and um back then obviously it was a little different with him playing and kind of everyone just played high school and ended up going to college um or prep school and then but yeah it was yeah i had a lot of a lot of people that helped me out with that so that's not an easy decision for any kid yeah so now you go to uh to harvard kind of another stepping you know, like you have to elevate your game. Uh, you're feeling good, you know, throughout your the course of your uh, development at Dexter. What was that transition like? I mean, we know that you had immediate success, you know, all ECAC, right, uh, as a freshman or rookie rookie team. But, like, that is so cool to see because, again, we're talking about kids that take different paths, right? In the USHL is – a lot of coaches like you to do that, like you know, a year older, year stronger, a little bit more more mature. But going in with your eyes wide open and just trying to play your best game as a freshman, uh, you did have some success. You know, it was nice to have Fox, uh, Adam Fox, there probably too to learn a little bit from. But a couple second apples there, <laughs> exactly. Just close my eyes and slide it over. So yeah. So uh, can you tr- talk about that transition and? Kind of like just like that excitement almost to try to play to the best of your uh, ability at that level. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to, I think growing up, I, I think I went to the bean pot every single year. So I like that was one thing that I knew I wanted to play in. And then Teddy gave me the opportunity. I, I jumped at it. But yeah, going in, I think it was, uh, I think every level is just a jump in like guys especially they're bigger and stronger you know guys coming in as 21 year olds but i think we we had a really really good team which helped to make the transition a little bit easier like you said you alluded to fought we had foxy we had johnny marino um kid, riley uh, walsh. the kid Drury, yeah. riley walsh the kid Drury came in in my class casey dornback had a big year that year we had a lot of good players so i think that uh, you you kind of playing with guys like that it forces you to elevate your game so um that was big and then you know playing for a guy like teddy who played in the nhl for so long i think that uh that helped he knew what it t- he knew what it took and um obviously rolling off of some pretty big years there they had just won the bean pot i think maybe the year before i came in and um went to the frozen four so they were playing some good hockey and um i think that was that was something that i, I wanted to be a part of and it was fun to do it for two years. Was, was Teddy still jumping in? <clears throat> oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. No, I was saying, was Teddy still jumping in on the PP practices? He was. <laughs> was he took over my 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 sophomore year? I got he uh, he jumped in for a rep or two. He's, yeah. He, when he didn't like how I was running it, so <laughs> this is how you do it, kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he could do it too. Oh my god. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, what was the decision-making process like? Uh, you know, you said Teddy gave you the opportunity for Harvard, but was that, you know, being a Boston kid, naturally you, you kind of have to entertain every school, right? But did, yeah. was it difficult or was it just like you really wanted yeah. Harvard? Yeah, I, I mean, 
It was a little weird. I mean, I grew up going to legitimately every BC game I could um, could make it to, and uh, having a dad that played there, obviously that was that was kind of not even like I, I didn't I didn't look at really any other BPOC schools. Like growing up from that age, like that's all you want to do is play for the school your dad played for. Um, or at least that was that was my goal. And then you start to get a little bit older and realize there's other options other than one college. So I. Uh, no, I, I took some tours and um, yeah, I, I loved everything that Harvard had to offer. Um, you know, I, I think the big thing that helped me was a lot of people are like, oh, like, how'd that go down with your dad? Like, what was what was that? Like, was he like mad at you? Like, what was going on there? I'm like, no, he, he was uh, the, the polar opposite. He just, he was, he, he kind of let me make my own decision. Obviously loved his experience at BC, but he was he was excited with the opportunity that Teddy was um, preaching to him, and I uh, went to a few games. I watched him. I think my my tour. I went and watched him play Cornell at home, and the atmosphere, everything about it. Um, and then I wa- obviously every year we watch him play in the Beanpot. So um, being able to get that experience in the classroom and then play for play for your school like that was pretty cool. And so, so now, as far as like you, you play. Uh... Two years there. Could you talk about that kind of again decision making process? Uh, Vancouver's probably reaching out, you know, after your season, you know, just kind of wanting you to maybe like move on. But in my opinion, the league has gotten younger and younger, and like your skill sets really lend itself to this this style of game. Um, what were those conversations like? And what, uh, well, you know, you eventually decided to sign, but like, could you talk to us about, you know, kind of those uh, kind of conversations with mom, dad, uh, your brother, and 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 the uh, Vancouver Canucks? Yeah, he was pumped about it. I don't, I, but it was uh, no, he was fired up. Probably just get some new new swag. New, new he's swag. He's, <laughs> into, he's done done with the maroon. He's like, yeah, on my color wheel. We gotta figure. Yeah. Out. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was. Uh, it was weird. It was it was definitely different than I think other people's decisions. Considering we just Harvard didn't have a, a season my junior year, so yeah, right. um, it was kind of talking with uh, talking <clears throat> with my agent, talking with Vancouver, talking with my my family. Um, kind of, we were like, "This is," which I and it's it's weird. Like you're playing college hockey, and you realize obviously that's the next step. Um, but I think until they call and are like, okay, we think this is the right move. You're like, I don't, you're going to tell me I get, I get paid to play this game now. Like it's a, that's the dream. So um, the second they uh, kind of came calling, I was, I was really excited about the opportunity and um, I had a good relationship with some guys out there just from going to development camps and stuff. So um, it was cool. It was uh, to, to sign was obviously like, that's the dream. And then the next step is, to try and play so um it's it, that that summer was big and then i think uh these uh those those first three years have been have been great i've learned a ton um so it's been a great experience yeah i mean obviously i remember that it, with the 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 covid shutdown and thing it was such a crazy time and and it must have been difficult especially as being like a student athlete that you know, you made a decision to go to Harvard and you want to get a degree from there and things like that and your buddies and people that are there. But then it's like turns into what are we going to do? Like miss an entire season of hockey. It's uh, yeah. it, it, craziness. But uh, 
ultimately, obviously, to get your feet wet and, and get in the league and start playing in the American League and then getting called up. Like, what was that experience like, um, you know, making that transition, I guess, from from college hockey to the professional game? Yeah, it's 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 a whole lot different. I think, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, playing 35 to 40 games compared to 75, 72 to 82, whatever it is, AHL to NHL. But I think that that first year was obviously I was on a taxi squad for, for a few months, and then I was able to start playing some games in Utica, um, got called up, played eight, eight to ten at the end of that first year, um, which was huge, I think, going into the summer, just um, mm-hmm. being able to see what the NHL was like. It was eye-opening, obviously, how good – guys actually are and a little bit of a confidence booster going in knowing that I, I could do it and that summer was massive just having that in the back of my head going going into my first real camp obviously with COVID not having a camp so um that was big just just seeing what the bar was for for coming in and uh in the fall I mean you score your first NHL goal um can you walk us through that and yeah what was there a good selly I mean I I, I mean, I just uh... – There wasn't a fan in the building for it, so uh, <laughs> you probably heard me screaming. Uh, but they uh, – Edmonton, obviously, COVID, didn't have any fans, so we played – I think my first game was in Van. We played Edmonton. And then my second game, we flew, played Edmonton in Edmonton the next day or maybe the day after. And I think it was the play kind of itself. Guy rips one, gets it blocked. I end up – kind of a gift like in the slot like pucks sitting there um kind of just walked down broadway and shot it who knows where it went but saw i saw another guy put a stick up and i jumped in the air but um no it was yeah i mean it's obviously it's like the coolest moment you replay it yeah 150 times in your basement playing mini sticks so um that was uh that was cool i think it was, uh, it was, I mean, you want your family and everyone there for it, but I know they were tuned in and, um, ended up watching it. That's, That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Um, can you talk about just that transition again, like to, to the pro game now, has there been any guys that have really taken you under your, their wing and, and kind of taught you now, you know, going into your fourth season, like this is what it's like to be a professional, somebody that you've kind of leaned on. Yeah, I think, um, there's been a few guys. I think one that comes to mind right away was, or just a guy who was there to lend a helping hand, no matter no matter when, was Luke Shen. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty early on the last couple of years, he uh, just watching him and the way he played the game, um, and, and how he approached each and every day, whether it was a practice day or a game day, um, there was really no difference to it. Um, I think that was one one thing that uh, you realized pretty quick compared to college, where you can kind of go through them, get away with going through the motions Monday through Wednesday, and then Thursday hits, and and you're you're focusing on on Friday, the back to back Friday Saturday. So it's uh, there's there's no time for that in pro hockey. I think you you realize that real quick, and then I think just it, there's so many thoughts going through your head when you're kind of getting sent up, sent down, and um, I think just guys like that that are there to just kind of check in and just remind you that it's kind of it's it's still just a game and you got to enjoy it so um that was that was one big thing that i uh i learned about the transition being able to learn from a guy like that yeah that's uh invaluable to have like some guys who have been around and you know 
the one thing that I was taught was to get into a routine, something that works for you, you know, and you see certain guys do some crazy stuff, you know, like in practice, uh, you know, like practice and games, like I, that's like a workout. Like I, I'm, that's not for me, but like, you know, something else can work for you yeah. to get your body and mind ready to be the best you, uh, player you can. And I think that's very, you know, important for some of these, you know, veterans who have been around to be a leader and help guys along. Um, as far as like coaching staff, um, so you know Adam Foot, Rick Tockett, you know, it's it's all Sergey Gonchal was pretty decent too. Yeah, no, and yeah. that's a guy not, that not, I was going to ask you. Do, do they do they uh, work with you on you know developing your skill set or because like Foot was just a warrior, right? Like he would just battle it, but he had some skill that to be able to still be on a power play or second BP or whatever. But it was just. Sometimes you get coaches that want you to be like them versus what you are. Um, have you run into any of you, know, you don't have to talk like negatively or anything about yeah. the coaching staff, but it just it's just very refreshing when a coach can kind of like look at you, evaluate you and, and help you in any way they can to to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, no, I uh I when they when they took over, I was in the AHL and then I got called up for um the last month and a half or, or so and but they're i they were awesome i, I think uh footers obviously he's got some kids kind of going through the same thing uh right now and i think he was just he was just kind of a steady hand for guys that like me where i think you get called up there's a million thoughts racing through your head and um i think he's he's there whether it's show you four or five clips on a practice day or um work with you a little bit after morning skate or whatever it is he's he obviously he's played the game at such a high level for so long that all you do is try and you, you don't really talk you just listen like and, and it's not in a bad way it's just like you want to try and learn as much from these guys as possible and you know playing for a guy like Rick Tockett too I think uh it's the same thing I mean he's I mean you, you alluded to it earlier like you learn so much from guys that you, you play with but having guys like that is is pretty cool coming to the rink every day knowing that knowing how good of players those two guys were and uh being able to play for them yeah and that's that's important like not doesn't matter what level you're at you know like so like at dexter you treated guys coming through well and then you're at harvard you're you become a leader your second year your sophomore year you're relied on to do certain things on the ice but you treat people correctly and when you see that in the NHL level, it's pretty rewarding. Um, you know, you just you'll pay it back when when you're when you're there and in that position, and that's like uh, the cool thing about hockey and the the culture. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like we had we had a bunch of vets that 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 would reach out to the younger guys, whether it's you want to go grab dinner, or play golf on an off day, or something like that. It's, um, I mean, these are kids that like guys that when I was growing up, I was like sitting on my couch at Harvard, like watching these guys every day. Nice. So it's pretty cool going to the rink, um, grabbing dinner and doing whatever with these guys. So that's great stuff. Well, obviously, um, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to, uh, to keeping tabs on you this season. Um, you know, we're, we're excited. We know you're ready to, you know, take that next jump and basically be that full-time NHLer. Um, 
we, uh, you know, we're, we're really pulling for you and we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of transition that's going on in Vancouver, right? But like you said, having Rick talk at Adam Foot, guys like that, uh, they're an organization that's definitely, you know, Rick talk, it doesn't, uh, you know, he wants the best players and the best players that, are, that they're going to play and, and he's going to, they're going to play hard and they're going to compete and win. So, we're looking forward to, you know, you hopefully getting a full season on, under those guys' umbrella for sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good. go get it, my man, right? I Heading will. Out Saturday and yeah. don't be denied. That's all exactly. I can say, right? Exactly. Well, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, have a bit. All right, buddy, safe travels and thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to hang out with us and some awesome stories to uh, to relay to the, to the younger listeners and parents out there. So really appreciate it. Thank you. Love it. Thank you, boys. One of the hardest things about traveling for hockey tournaments is deciding on a place to eat. But it's really a no-brainer. Colony Grill is home to the famous hot oil pizza and one-of-a-kind razor-thin crust. It's comfortable, friendly, and run by hockey people, so there's always a game on. If you're heading down I-95 in the Connecticut or Westchester area, or if you're in Maryland, Virginia, or Florida, there's probably a Colony Grill close by. Bring the team in, order it to the hotel, or even pick up a steaming hot pie on the way to the ice. You'll agree, Colony Grill lives up to the hot oil hype. To find the nearest location near your next rink, go to colonygrill.com. That hot oil hype, Mott, is real. I'll tell you. I've had you know hundreds of hot oil pizzas from Colony Grill. It is unbelievable. I talked... You know, on episode 150, a little recap about Brennan Byrne running the New York City Marathon. The first place he went to on his way back to Beantown was the Colony Grill, right? He's like, get to what? refuel. Yeah, to refuel. He goes right to Colony Grill on the way back. Um, sent me a picture of him walking up the stairs, could barely walk up him after doing the New York City Marathon. But again, Colony Grill, it lives up to that hot oil hype. You will not go wrong. Trust me. That interview was also brought to you by Sparks, the at-home or on-the-road skate shopping machine. Head on over to SparksHockey.com and use BYMOTS for $50 off your Sparks Sharpener. Sparks is the at-home skate shopping machine that will never fail. Sparks is the gift that keeps on giving for hockey players and parents. It's convenient, easy to use, and will save you money in the long run. With Sparks, you get an accurate sharpening every single time. Again, head on over to SparksHockey.com and order your machine today. Yeah, we all know the uh, importance of shop skates this time of year, right? Kids, they're throwing bags on the ground and and that Sparks machine. I already owned up to it, you know, last week where I, I made that mistake. Don't make the mis- mistake that I did. Make sure you always have that Sparks hockey machine with you at all times. Put it in the car, especially when you go into tournaments, and uh, you guys will love it. Uh, Mots, what do you, you know, it was great catching up with Jack Rathbone. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Um, you know, such a good kid. I love the, you know, you can make a lot of money, um, making five foot passes line, right? That sounds like something you probably said back in the day. Maybe he stole that from you. (laughs) Well, it's the truth. I mean, you, you see, and that's something we talk about like a lot, you know, both the undervalued skill set of passing. So if kids can't do, a five-foot pass, 10-foot pass in practice with no pressure, they're not going to be able to execute it in a game. So you really, as coaches, you want to kind of focus in on that and really emphasize the importance of passing. But if you can do it at the highest level, absolutely. First pass is unbelievably important from 
you know, your D zone from a defenseman, mm-hmm. delivering the puck on time on the tape, giving your teammate a better, you know, opportunity to make a better play. Um, and that goes, you know, throughout the, you know, the, the ice, all over the ice, you know, being able to make five foot passes. So I love that line. And yeah, he's such a great kid. Good way good about athlete, him. Good athlete too. Yeah. Like he really stressed being an athlete. Yeah. Good baseball player. He loved uh, his summer baseball with the boys. And yeah. Yeah. You know, good golfer. We'll have to get him out on the uh, the golf course. So, I'd love to. So he can yeah. show us a few things. And he'll have to give us a lot of strokes, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but, no, we just a good best, kid. Though. We do. You know, we wish yeah. him the best. That's uh, a good opportunity there for him in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. It is. It is. Uh, and now it's time for the My Hockey Rankings question of the week. This is like short and hard and a fastball i love it but myhockeyrankings.com make sure you head to the website um see where your team stacks up uh we have great partnership with the guys at my hockey rankings and uh mots here's the question shin pads over or under the tongue just right to the point there yeah we should uh, probably explain what that means too because like if you're a, a you know a non like my wife would have no idea what that means yeah, go for it. Explain it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, so you tie your skates, right, and you tie them up, and then if the shin pad is a little bit, you know, like the length of the shin pad is like the biggest thing, but if you put it over the tongue, right, the tongue of the skate, yeah. then it just rests down a little bit further. If you roll the the the, uh, the tongue a little bit or the shin pads are a little bit smaller and they rest like right where the, uh, the ankle kind of comes to – the tongue then that's over or under but you know my answer though it was i had to wear my brother's shin pads and they're too big for me and so i had to go over <laughs> no <laughs> a, you had no choice at a young age so I, that's just what i did right so ever yeah. since and um you know i think it gives you another layer of protection you know if you're getting in front of uh not flamingo in or whatnot uh, if you're walk eating shot. Box. Yeah. yeah so i think it's you know, t- twofold. Um, you know, it's a clean look, and uh, and also, you know, a little bit more protection. Yeah, I was always an over the the tongue guy, but I do like the style. Some people can can really just pull it off, but you have to go with a little bit smaller of a shin pad. I was say, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I always pictured you, especially as your younger years, being with the Mohawks and things like that, being the guy that pulled the sock down around the back of the. Um, like the, the the over the back of the over the back, like yeah. and, and and tucked it down there. Like, remember that look was a thing for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I think I may have done that. For no, you really time. did. Yeah, like took I, it all the way down, like like down above the like the, below the heel. Yes, below no, the heel. Not a chance. Never that. It it was like that. You know what I'm now? Yeah, you can yeah. Picture what I'm saying. No, I no like so like the back part would go down below the heel and like hook on the bottom. Yes, it would hook on yeah, the that's bottom. Ridiculous, like it though. would, it would hook down to where the the toque meets. Yeah, the, the, no, the, not a chance. The boot. No. Yeah, I, I I would go over the back. I think at some point, and then I just went. Yeah, that's it. That's not a like when you have that ankle. I don't like. I don't like that look. No. Never have. Yeah. But the other look, the one that I was talking about before. That could be the all-time worst look in the history of hockey. Yeah, I agree. And there was some people. I haven't seen it re- recently, but 
there was some people that thought that was good style. No. Like that, that's just a real faux pas, fashion faux pas on the ice. Oh, it's it could be the worst thing that I've what, ever heard of. What worse than wearing a hoodie underneath? <laughs> I would say I would say the hoodie thing is is um definitely better than the the we'll call it the sock tuck to the yeah. toque look. The the um, ankle the ankle warmers. The ankle. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So the ankle warmer versus the, the hoodie. The, the hoodie. I think the hoodie is more of an innocent little kid. Yeah, look. trying to keep warm. Trying to keep warm. So I gotta go with the with the the hoodie because I think any normal kid once they like get a little bit older and start sweating, they're yeah. never wearing a hoodie again. This yeah, no, I agree. like that the ankle warmer look is that was like some dude that thought he was sweet when yeah. he was like 13, 14, 15, whatever, or like some guy in men's league now. <laughs> and he's like, like, no, this is like my look. Yeah. So like, like that's that's like donkeyism 101. Yeah, it's brutal. That's horrible. Absolutely horrible. So um, but that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Got got the wheels turning a little bit. <laughs> got the wheels turning a bit for sure. Um Great episode. Obviously, thanks to Jack Rathbone, to Bonesy there for, for jumping on with us. Great kid. We wish him the best of luck in uh, in Wilkes-Barre now, and hopefully he's uh, sniffing around the uh, the Pittsburgh uh, call-up sheet very soon. Thanks again to all the sponsors. Make sure you're following you know, us on social media. Keep um, you know the questions coming. Keep the interaction. The engagement has been like off the charts on, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, really, really appreciate and Facebook. Um, you know, really appreciate everybody reaching out and you know sending in the Sunday night recaps. Like I was talking to people about it all weekend. Like, oh, can't wait to put that one in the Sunday night <laughs> recap. You know, so it uh, the engagement has been fantastic, and we get so many different ideas and, and topics of conversation. Um, you know, from you guys. So really keep those things coming in. Uh, we'll have the mailbag coming up next week. So keep those questions coming and we'll do our best to answer them. And uh, March, you got anything else? No, it was a good episode. Uh, you know, it took a little time to get out, but uh, what a great kid. And we wish Jack uh, Rathbone the best and be looking for him to be in a Pittsburgh Penguins uniform real soon. Time to cue the rink shrink shuffle, Jersey. Oh, 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 oh